When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is good, everyone? Welcome to KGW's 3-on-3 Blazers. Here's what we've got cooking on the podcast. Is it Simmons time in Rip City? Should the Blazers go after Ben Simmons? Plus, the Blazers make a deal. Larry Nance Jr., welcome to Rip City. We'll dive into just how good of a deal it is and how much better the Blazers get. And LaMarcus Aldridge returning to the NBA. Should he come back to Portland? Where should he play next? Let's start the show. Welcome to KGW's 3-on-3 Blazers. My name is Orlando, joined as always by Jared Cowley. Man, it is so good to be back. It's been a little while since we've been on the pod, but we've got lots to talk about. But Jared... Let's just do some quick catching up, man. It's good to see your face as we do this thing on Zoom, man. How are things going in your world? I am good. Uh, I just got back from a two and a half week vacation, went out and visited the Smoky Mountains, spent some time in Tennessee, uh, went to a bunch of other states too, and had a great time. And it was just good to kind of recharge. So, um, you know, a fair amount of stuff happened with the Blazers while I was on vacation. I was like, oh man, it would be nice to, to, you know, record a podcast, but I was very happy to have the time off. And now we're back here and we can talk about all this stuff. I love it, man. I'm glad you were able to get some, some quality time in with the fam, get away, do the whole recharge mode because gosh, we need it in this business. I mean, you, you do so much on, on in our news department that, uh, you know, it's, it's just a tough business, man. So I'm, I'm happy you were able to, to get a little bit of, of a break. Uh, I know on, on my end, um, it's been nice to, to really have a little bit of downtime. I know we have the Olympics here on KGW and stuff like that. Uh, but this is really the, the time when we get away right before football season that goes right into basketball season and it's just full steam ahead. So yeah, it, it was nice, you know, spent, spent a little bit of time on the Clackamas river, you know, uh, chilling out here in, in Oregon, enjoying the sights and sounds and, and the warm weather out here. So it's been sweet, spent some quality time with my family as well. So, um, all is well, I'm, I'm feeling good. And uh, excited to to do this because yeah, man, we've got we've got a lot to talk about here here in Portland as we always do when we do this podcast. But I want to dive right into it, man, because you you've produced some some really good questions, some really good topics, and I think this has has been the headliner for for quite some time now. Besides Damian Lillard and, and everything that's gone on in, in, in his world and. Just trying to make the face of the franchise happy and, and make this team a contender. And, and one of those ways to do it is, is by making a significant trade. And that leads us to, to question number one, and that is Ben Simmons. He wants out of Philly, plans to sit out training camp to get his way. 
Do you think the Blazers should go after Simmons and offer CJ McCollum? Do you think the Blazers will go after Simmons and offer McCollum? So, yeah, as you mentioned, Jared, um, in this setup, Keith Pompey, uh, beat writer with the uh, Philly Inquirer, uh, is reporting that Simmons told the 76ers brass that he no longer wants to be a Sixer, doesn't intend to show up for camp. Camp starts at the end of this month. So, and it was also a, an interesting nugget uh, slash interview that, that popped up on my, my Twitter feed. And that was with uh, Danny Green and, and Howard Beck. And <laughs> Danny Green basically nice just mentioning like he's gone, like talking about Simmons as though he's no longer a part of this team. Yeah, you talk so, about Simmons in, in past tense. Yeah, which I feel like is a rarity where you get guys on current team talking about teammates in that regard. So, I mean, it lets you know just the, the mindset and, and where things are with the 76ers. But there's, there's, a, big, there's a big holdup involved. And, you know, the, the 76ers want a lot in return. And I don't think any of the, the, the teams are, are down to go that route yet or are desperate enough uh, to bring him in. The Philly Inquirer was the same one that was, was reporting that, you know, the, they wanted Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, number seven, number 14 picks in this year's draft, as well as two future firsts for the Golden State Warriors. So, I mean, like, I guess you got to ask, right? I mean, there's no, no harm in that. But at this point, you know, it just – doesn't look like he's going to be a member of the 76ers, but uh, at the same time, like how often does uh, Maury lose, lose out on a deal? And maybe that's, what's going to hold it up. And he's down to just hold on to him and, and not have him play at all until a team is either dumb or, or, or desperate enough to uh, go after him, you know, right before the trade deadline later this season. But that has kind of opened the door for a potential CJ McCollum, trade where you know we've seen so much about they want dame they're coming for dame and and you know dame has basically uh, maybe not directly but is willing to give this another chance this season and give the blazers the opportunity to prove that that they can build a contender around him to to compete for a championship but as we got onto the the podcast today jared uh <laughs> i saw that uh, bet online uh, AG yeah. had had the Blazers as the best odds to trade for Simmons, whatever that means. But if you're into the gambling game uh, and, and you believe in Vegas, uh, they're saying there's a chance. Yeah, they had two to one odds and that, you know, probability terms, that's a 30, about a 30 percent chance. Uh, and that, that's if Simmons gets traded. And I would say that in any any scenario, it would seem like with everything that's happened, and with, you know, Simmons making it clear that he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to show up for training camp, that the writing's on the wall. But the, the wild card is, is Daryl Morey. I mean, mm. you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know if he's willing to, to call Simmons on his buff and, and just hold on to him until he gets this, you know, pipe dream trade idea that he has about what Simmons' value is. Um, so you just don't know. I mean, I think that Simmons will be traded somewhere before uh, the start of the season, but but you, you never know what Daryl Morey is going to do. So there's no guarantee. But, but yeah, if he gets traded, the Blazers are the odds-on favorites to, to, for Simmons to be in their uniform at the start of the season. So, Jared, do you think that the Blazers should go after Simmons and offer McCollum? I do. I mean, this is the kind of big move we've been talking about 
since the end of last season. It's the kind of roster-altering, ceiling-raising move that the Blazers should make. The kind of move that Damian Lillard, like you talked about, has been urging the team to make all offseason. So, yeah, I think the Blazers front office should absolutely reach out to the 76ers, and I think they should put C.J. McCollum on the table. Um, to me, it makes more sense for both teams than anything else, any other you know trade ideas that I've seen out there. And I, I know that 76ers fans might throw their hands up and say, yeah, but what about Damian Lillard? Why don't we hold out for Damian Lillard? And I get that, but that's a pipe dream. Come on. I mean, there's been an off-season of smoke, but it does seem like the fire has gone out on Dame asking a trade, at least for now. And even if, and I felt this way for, for a while, even if down the road things go wrong in Portland and Dame asks out, is Philly really going to be the front runner in a Damian Lillard trade? No, I don't think so. When it comes to a potential Damian Lillard trade, I don't think Simmons and whatever else the 76ers throw into a deal is getting it done. That's not going to be what the Blazers want. If the Blazers trade Damian Lillard, I think they're looking to rebuild. And you don't rebuild around someone who's, you know, making $35 million this year and, you know, $37 million the year after that and 39 and 40 plus, you know, that in successive years, even if he's 25, even if he's a three-time All-Star. I mean, Ben Simmons is such a unique player that you have to build around that I don't think that Ben Simmons is going to get Damian Lillard in a trade. I don't think so. I think that 76ers fans should really, I mean, you can dream big, but you really shouldn't think that like you're just holding out and eventually Damian Lillard should be going to be available. And then that trade's going to happen. Cause I don't think it would. So I think what 76ers fans, I would hope they could realize is that even though I completely understand being in love with the fantasy of a Damian Lillard trade, CJ McCollum is a great fit for what the 76ers need right now. This is not a rebuilding team. Philly is, they don't need young players. They don't need, you know, young players of potential and future draft picks. They're in championship contention mode right now. So they need a shot creator. They need a shot maker. They need an outside threat to pair with Joel Embiid and McCollum. He's still in the early to mid stages of his prime. He's 29 years old. He turns 30 later this month he's all of those things and likewise Simmons is a really good fit in Portland he's not a good fit everywhere uh, like I talked about he has limitations as a shooter he has reluctance issues as a shooter so you have to have the right pieces around him for it to work and Hort Portland already has that on their roster they have a go-to scorer in Damian Lillard and they have ample outside shooting to to put around Simmons Simmons really fits a bill for the Blazers because they need a major upgrade on defense if they want to become a real contender. We know that the offense isn't their problem. It's the fact that they can't get above like league average in defense. And I don't think that the Blazers can become a championship contender unless they can really become a legitimate top 10 defense. Because the offense, as long as Damian Lillard is here, is going to be really good. But even with the moves they've made this offseason, which I do think will make them better on defense, if they stay healthy, I don't think it raises their defensive ceiling to much my, much higher than like kind of maybe right around the top 10, and that's their ceiling. But I think if they get Ben Simmons, then I think they have the potential to become an elite defense. He's one of the most versatile defenders in the NBA. He's one of the best on-ball defenders in the league, and that's what the Blazers need. I mean, they have an, an elite help defender in Robert Covington. And, you know, Yusuf Nurkic kind of fits that bill too. But what the Blazers lack is someone who as an on-ball defender can take the best threat on the opposing team and 
maybe not shut them down, but really make it hard for them. And that's what Ben Simmons is. So if you have an offense built around Damian Lillard, you're going to be one of the best offensive teams in the game. And if you have a defense built around Ben Simmons, you're going to have one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. So to me, it's a trade that makes a lot of sense for both teams. So yes, take the risk. Go all in. That's what we've talked about all offseason. Offer CJ McCollum. Excuse me. Add a little bit more if you have to. I know Simmons is a distressed asset, but he's still 25. He's still a three-time All-Star. He still has an All-NBA selection under his belt. And CJ is none of those things. He's never been an All-Star. He's 30 years old or almost 30. And he's, he's never been named to an All-NBA team. So I do think that even though Ben Simmons is, is a distressed asset, I still think it's going to take a little more than just CJ to get it done. So make it happen. Like, go all-in. Take that risk. That's what we've been asking for all, all offseason. That's what Damian Lillard is asking for. So, yes, I do think the Blazers should do it. What do you think? Yeah, Jared, uh, I've been probably higher than most on C.J. McCollum over the past few years. Uh, I've stayed strong on the belief that the two of them together could make it happen if the right pieces were around them. But this is one of those offers that makes a lot of sense. And on both sides, you know. Once the 76ers kind of get through that first tier of pipe dreams in terms of what they think they should be getting and uh, are willing to be realistic about what's out there, then I think C.J. McCollum becomes very high on the list in terms of guys that fit what they need to be a championship caliber team. Um, and you, you mentioned, you, you, you nailed it in terms of just how well this deal makes sense for, for both teams on the court. And yeah, there's no dispute about it. That's always been one of my big questions about this team, especially when we get into the playoffs is who's going to stop the best guy. When, when we're mentioning the Blazers in a playoff series with the Clippers, with the Lakers, like who's going to guard LeBron, who's going to guard Kawhi. We've never really had an answer to that. Um, you know, Al Farouk Aminu had his moments as a, as a defender, you know, but this is a, another level uh, of defense that you can make the case that Simmons should have been defensive player of the year. And I mean, the dude is, is an elite defender and is super young and there's still a lot of upside. My real question that a lot of people have touched on, on social media and other podcasts uh, and other broadcasts is how well can the Blazers get Simmons to fit into the current personnel that they have? But you figure that out later. Like you make the deal, you make that happen. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is kind of a somewhat of a no brainer um, on the Blazers side on whether or not they should do it. I think it would be such a bummer to lose a player like CJ McCollum. Uh, I just think he's an, an awesome player and, you know, I think that he still has the opportunity to be an all-star in, in his career. Um, but yeah, this is, this is one of those moves that if Damian Lillard really believes what he is saying in terms of he wants to see more urgency from the front office, from this organization, these are the type of moves that are going to get the job done. Like working the margins, uh, improving depth on, on, on the roster, that's great and all. But that time has passed for the Trailblazers, specifically for Damian Lillard. Dame wants to see a big move made, and 
I don't know if there's going to ever be a bigger move than that one in getting rid of uh, 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 making a move to trade CJ McCollum and bring in an all-star, a three-time all-star who still has the, the prime of his career ahead of him. So Jared, the question now is, will the Blazers go after Simmons and offer McCollum? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is the real question because mm-hmm. we can see this the way we see it and the way just about everyone else sees it, that this is a deal that makes a lot of sense for both sides, but it absolutely, I mean, this cliche has never been more true. It takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely obvious to us that this is a deal that should happen, but really the only thing that matters is what Neil O'Shea and Daryl Morey think. And maybe a little bit what Damian Lillard thinks too. Totally. Is Dame willing to sign off on a deal that ships out his friend, his longtime backcourt mate? He and CJ are really tight. So I think Dame would have to sign off on that before Olshay, if Olshay even wants to do it, would pull the trigger. And then you have Olshay and, and Maury. And do they see what we see? Do they see the value that McCollum would bring to Philly and that Simmons would bring to Portland? Or are they both going to be stubborn and either hold out, you know, in Maury's case for his dream deal, or hold on? You know, in O'Shea's case, to what they already have. Is is Maury going to play hardball with Simmons and keep waiting for the Harden-level trade package that, quite frankly, is never going to come? Is O'Shea going to hold tight to CJ and not be willing to take a risk and really shake things up? I think it should happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I just, I can't vote against O'Shea's history with CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. Seems like he wants to run it back with CJ. He wants to run it back with this modified roster. He wants to run it back now with a new coach. So I don't think the Blazers end up with Ben Simmons. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen the Blazers. And I know that just because the Blazers aren't mentioned in trade rumors doesn't mean that stuff isn't happening. Because most of the time when a Blazers trade happens, it happens. And you don't get any, you know, forward notice before. Yeah. But we haven't seen anything about it. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if, if Olshay would even be willing to put – CJ McCollum in a trade for Ben Simmons. You know, you've, there's been chatter out there that the Blazers front office, at least some of the front office are concerned about the fit with Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard, because both of them want the ball in their hands all the time on offense. So maybe I, I don't think it happens. I don't think that Ben Simmons is going to be a, a blazer. I do think he gets traded, but I don't think he gets traded to Portland. Yeah. I mean, in terms of winning a championship, You've really got to be down to, to take a big swing. You've got to make a risk, take a risk at some point. And this is one of those moments. And I'm with you, Jared. Uh, I, was, I was hoping to have some type of disagreement just for entertainment purposes. But, man, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. I, I know how much Neil Olshay believes in his guys when he drafts them. Um, and I think with CJ specifically, Neil holds CJ in very high regard. Uh, and I think it would be difficult for him to, to make that move, at least from like a, a emotional standpoint. Right. Uh, because like, even, even during the Chauncey Billups, uh, introductory press conference, there were moments when talking about the future and, and this year's team that Olshay made it a point to bring up CJ and to make sure that mm-hmm. CJ was a part of this discussion. And I mean, you can, 
you can take that in, in all kinds of different directions. But for me, that lets me know that he's, that he's got CJ on his mind. He wants CJ to be happy here in Portland. And, and you're right. I mean, a lot of this goes into, like, well, how does Dame feel about this? How does CJ feel about this? What, what have been their conversations like and all of that? I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall for, for stuff like that, to just see where yeah. they're at. Are, are they, is this cohesive? Are they all on the same page? Have they already moved on from that? Because you are right about, you know, smoke getting out with, with, with the Blazers. It just really doesn't happen. And I, I can't recall, you know, a lot of instances where you'll hear a player being shopped uh, that is a trailblazer. So that doesn't worry me. I don't, I don't really think about that and, and, and say, oh, well, look, we haven't heard any rumors about C.J. McCollum. Therefore, the Blazers must not be open to trading C.J. I don't think that's part of, the, part of it at all with, with Portland. That's just not how they've operated, at least in, in terms of their track record. So, yeah. Uh, will it happen? I, I don't think it'll happen, but w- will he make a, a move and, and go after Simmons? I'm sure if, if, if the opportunity presents itself, I think that the Blazers front office will at least entertain the idea. And, you know, th- I think part of it also comes down to that asking price has to come down a little bit before, you know, truly the Blazers are, are in this conversation. And that, that may take, you know, up to the trade deadline or, you know, Simmons sitting out for, you know, the first 30, 40 games, whatever it is, and uh, really be in a, a place where they're like, okay, now we've got, we've got to bring in a guy to make our championship run. Because I think they'll be able to stay afloat with the, the current structure of, of Philly's team. Like, I think they'll be okay with Ben Simmons sitting on the bench uh, for the beginning of the season. But when they get to the postseason, like, that's been the problem, right? Like, they need somebody to take them to the next level or at least compliment Embiid. And I did find it interesting that, you know, Embiid had put out a string of tweets <laughs> here. It's, it's kind of a, you know, I, I love Simmons. I, I, I think he's a great player. I want him to, I want to play with him or, or whatever he, he had tweeted recently. You know, there's, there's a, there's a little bit of, of a softening to that, but. There was yeah, a man. little bit of a backhanded compliment in there too. Like, was there not even that? Like he said that, he thrives off criticism. It makes him better. Yeah. Oh, and not everyone else is built like that. <laughs> and if that yeah. wasn't a dig at yes. Ben Simmons, then I, then Joel Embiid <laughs> is not who I think he is. He went full circle on it, right? Yeah. Because, th- yeah, I believe that was the last tweet. I'm, I'm glad yep. you reminded me of that because, yeah, at first it was, like, super, like, complimentary yeah. <laughs> and loving. And then it was just like, well, some people just aren't, aren't built for, you know, criticism <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, dang! Embiid um, is a master of social media for sure. <laughs> he really is, man. So, yeah, that's, it's kind of a long roundabout way of, of answering the question. But, yeah, I, I don't see it happening. I just don't think that Olshay is – shopping cj mccollum in any way this offseason mm-hmm. uh, even for someone like ben simmons i mean there have been multiple reports this offseason and granted you don't know what's true you know with these reports that come out but there have been multiple reports that cj was told at the end of the season that he would not be traded and we haven't seen any indication that the blazers have i mean the only report we saw there is that toronto reached out to the blazers and talked to them about that siakam trade that was you know, a bigger configuration than just Siakam for CJ. But I don't, I don't think that I, I genuinely believe that Neil O'Shea thinks that, you know, he's, we've seen this out there that he mm-hmm. believes that that starting lineup of Dame, CJ, Norm, Rocco, and, and Nurkic is elite. 
and that the only difference or the only thing standing in the way of this team being a championship contender was having a bench that wouldn't, you know, give away the lead that the starting lineup would, you know, build, which is what happened last season. I mean, that's true. And I think that he believes that with the moves he's made this off season, that he's fixed that bench. And so I think that, I think Olshay believes that he has a championship roster. Mm-hmm. And so why would he trade CJ McCollum if he already thinks that this is a championship contender for a guy who might not be a good fit on offense with Damian Lillard for a guy that has some, you know, attitude concerns. So I just don't know if he's even going to consider it, if he'd even put CJ McCollum in, in, you know, on the table at all. And so I, I don't think it's happening. And yes. I, I just want to bring up one other thing. I just want to make sure that everyone understands that none of this in any way is slandering CJ McCollum. Oh, heck no, man. I've seen mm-hmm. some out there say that Blazers fans are ripping CJ, that they're tearing him down. I have not seen that. And that is not what this is. In Portland, we love CJ McCollum. He's a heck of a player. He's a great ambassador for the NBA. He's a great ambassador for the city and this team. If this trade does not happen, CJ is back in Portland. Yes, some Blazers fans will be disappointed that the trade didn't happen because it's hard to see this team as currently constructed winning a championship. But Blazers fans are not going to be disappointed to have CJ around. He's so much fun to watch and he's so much fun to root for. He's a, he's a good person, a good human being. Blazers fans know how special CJ is and they really, really love him. But they also believe that this roster is not championship material. And that because CJ is special, trading him is the only chance Portland has to get back a player who could possibly vault this team into championship contention. That's what this is about. It's not about CJ McCollum. It's a compliment to CJ McCollum that we see him this way. But Blazers fans, they love CJ McCollum. If he's back for another season, they're going to continue to love him. They're going to continue to cheer for him. And they're going to hope for the best when it comes to this team's success. But nobody is slandering CJ. Nobody's ripping on CJ. Portland loves CJ McCollum. Yep, I, I second that notion, man. I, I, I think it is important to to mention that, and maybe that should have been the first thing that that we said <laughs> right out of the out of the gate on this. You know, yeah. we're so excited to to have this this conversation because it is a very popular one, um, especially here in Portland. But yeah, uh, majority of Blazers fans love CJ. Uh, great dude, and fits just the culture within Portland uh, yeah. in terms of wanting to be part of the community. He does so much, you know, within the, the local boys and girls club with um, he's just super involved here. And um, I mean, he's a leader on the team. He fits uh, in so many different ways. So yeah, this is, this is definitely not a, a knock on TJ McCollum. This is more based on that idea that, well, if Dame wants the team to swing for the fences here, if, if they want to really build some type of contender based on the current scenarios that are involved with the Blazers, you know, roster construction, the availability, uh, you know, free agency situation, tradability player, like that is the most logical move that the Blazers can make in yep. order to drastically improve the roster. Because CJ McCollum is the real deal, man. And, and I've, I mentioned this before, and saying, like, I, I've been a big fan of, of CJ's game. I think he's super crafty, uh, high IQ for the game, and uh, I have an appreciation for the mid-range. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, definitely not a knock on CJ, man. Uh, but 
I think this is a, a story that we're, we're all going to be talking about for a little while longer until something happens with Simmons um, at some point this year. But yeah, I mean, camp starts September 28th. The season starts October 19th. Yeah. Like it's, it's approaching right upon us. Yep. quickly, man. Okay. So we've, we've talked about, you know, a hypothetical, let's talk about something that actually happened <laughs> involving the Portland trailblazers. And that's topic number two. And it's the blazers. They made a trade last week acquiring Larry Nance jr. So Jared, the question is what does Nance jr. Bring to the table and how much better does this trade make the Portland trailblazers? Well, it took the blazers off season from a, meh poor kind of outlook <laughs> to something not too bad um honestly on our last podcast you might remember we talked about how all the moves the blazers had made in the offseason were fine they were fine yeah this trade is better than fine this trade is a good trade larry nance jr is a good player and he really fits some needs that portland has think about the blazers biggest needs defense and playmaking defense and playmaking on offense and honestly, those are probably Larry Nance Jr.'s biggest strengths. As a defender, he ranked 16th in the entire NBA in 538's defensive Raptor rating last season. And also last season, according to Cleaning the Glass, the Cavs allowed 9.3 fewer points per 100 possessions when Nance was on the court. Those are elite numbers. Nance can defend. He can defend the four. He can slide up to the five as an impactful small ball center. He can defend the wing and guard positions on switches. He's a very switchable, very intelligent defender. On that end of the court, I mean, when you think about who he's replacing, he's a massive upgrade to Carmelo Anthony. On offense, Larry Nance Jr. is a playmaker. One of his strengths is something that the Blazers have been looking for for a long time. He's kind of a lesser version of a Draymond Green type. That means he can really make teams pay when they decide to blitz and trap Damian Lillard. Dan Devine of the Ringer wrote about it and this is what he said and I thought it was really good so I'm just going to read what he wrote about Larry Nance Jr. He's a ball mover with good touch and vision capable of finding shooters in transition making high low feeds to the paint feeding the post operating as a dribble handoff hub from the elbows and acting as a release valve option on the short roll in the screen game. So that's what the Blazers need when Dame inevitably happens every season gets trapped you know they send multiple defenders at him he gets blitzed he needs someone that he can swing the ball to who can make something happen either for himself or for for others and that's larry nance jr is really skilled at that and that's not something the blazers have ever had you know something they've wanted for a long time and and now they have it in larry nance jr he's also improved as an outside shooter even though he's a little bit reluctant to get up a ton of threes last season he shot 36 percent from three the season before that, 35%. That's right around maybe a little bit below league average. He only takes about three threes per game, so hopefully he'll be more willing to let it fly in Portland when he's open. But really, on just about every level, this is a good trade. The only thing that's a bit of a concern with Larry Nance, and unfortunately it fits this roster, is that he's <laughs> injury prone. He's only played 35 games. He only played 35 games last season, and over his career, he's averaged 58 games per season. So he's going to miss time. And that's just... You know, maybe that's why, you know, you're able to get him for, for Derek Jones Jr. and a, a protected first-round pick is because he, he has some injury concerns. But as far as the return, I think Nance is, first, a clear upgrade over Derek Jones Jr., who never really worked out in Portland. 
And the first round pick is lottery protected through 2028. So the risk is low. If the Blazers do eventually have to transition to a rebuild, then they're not going to be missing out on their own high draft picks because of that lottery protection. So it doesn't, you know, that draft pick doesn't really matter that much. How much better does this trade make the Lakers or the Lakers? Jeez, what am I saying? <laughs> uh, makes the Lakers much worse. How much, how much better does it make the Blazers? Um, I don't think it raises their ceiling. I think the Blazers, even with Nance, even as much as I like this trade, are still a good team that could win as many as 50 or so games if everything goes right, if they stay healthy. But even if everything goes right, I think their ceiling is still second round of the play playoffs, maybe maybe a Western Conference Finals run if everything goes right and they get a lot of luck. But I don't think, even with Larry Nance Jr., that this is a championship contender. I think they're about the same. Their ceiling is about the same as it has been in the past couple of years. So I really like the trade, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I think it raises the Blazers floor, but I don't think it really raises their ceiling that much. So good trade, but the Blazers are still in the same boat as they were. This is such a uh, Neil Olshay move. And it is a high level Neil Olshay move in terms of, you know, getting a nice player that's going to make them a little bit better. Like, and, you know, you're replacing Derek Jones Jr., who, started the year as a starter and basically fizzled out to the point where, you know, he wasn't playing very much. And so from that standpoint alone, like, okay, that's good. This is an improvement. And then when you factor in one of the key components that we've talked about that uh, Olshay has come out and talked about that this team has come out and talked about multiple times was just improving on defense. And that's specifically off of the bench. And this checks all the boxes. This is what they what they need. This is a great fit. And so in terms of like this deal just by itself, nothing else like this is solid. Like this is good stuff here. Um, But is it like the deal maker? Like now are we talking about the Blazers and that upper echelon of championship contenders? No, No. Um, but it's it's a nice move. And the Blazers, they get better. Uh, And that's really the the only thing that's that's worth noting in, in all of this, because if you've had a chance to see Nance Jr. play, um, or if you've seen the, like, you're going to see the highlights, the dunks are awesome. Yeah. Um, I remember watching him all the way back in Wyoming, um, <laughs> you know, dunking all over my Lobos at times. And so, like, he's always had that athletic ability to finish at, at the bucket, to have these thunderous dunks. But uh, also offensively, you mentioned his, his three-point shooting has improved every single season in his career. Yeah. Uh, and he's basically an above 50% you know, field goal percentage for his entire career, which is a good sign. I think his numbers dipped a little bit last year in that regard, but overall, like a good finisher at the basket. And that's something that, you know, you'd love to see from some of the other Blazers. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, there's just a lot to really like about him Um, coming off the bench specifically. I'll be curious to see how Chauncey can implement him and mix and match certain guys together because it would allow them to go big or go small and, uh, his versatility defensively to be able to pick guys up on the pick and roll, to be able to switch. Like he gives you way more options than this Blazers defense has had uh, specifically off the bench. So I think this is like a low key move. That's that you're not really going to appreciate until you see a few games. And you're like, Oh man, like this is nice. Okay. I get what, what we've been missing. Yeah. You're going to miss, you know, the, the, the mellow one-on-ones when he's cooking and, and he's hitting shots. 
but um, he cleans up a lot, a lot of those weaknesses that the Blazers have. And um, that's good when, when you have the, the backcourt that you have, you need guys that are going to be able to cover, cover stuff up like that. You mentioned the blitzing. I think that is key. That's been the blueprint to just messing up the Blazers uh, in the postseason. And now Dame has said this, we need to make them pay. We need to make them pay. And a guy like Larry Nance Jr. who's able to uh, distribute to be such a really good passer um, has been awesome. Like maybe the assists aren't, aren't as high as you would notice, but when you're watching a lot of the, you know, the highlights and stuff on, on YouTube and stuff, the, the extra passes that he makes, um, he's just high IQ player as well. And so, yeah, long story short, like the deal. I think it, it, it's a good one. And I think Blazers fans are going to be really excited about him just as a dude, as, yeah. as a human. Uh, yeah. I, I, I saw just the, uh, the enormous feedback that he got when he was leaving Cleveland and all the fans that were saying, we're going to miss you. We love yeah, you. They loved him. And his, his heartfelt uh, letter to, to Cleveland that he helped pen. Uh, I thought that was super dope. I mean, it, it shows you just how much he cares. He's involved in the community as well. Um, his fight with his battles with Crohn's disease, uh, the foundation he has, like he does a lot of stuff and uh, just seeing and hearing, uh, you know, all of those characteristics about him. I think there's, I, I, I th- he's going to be a fan favorite. I think he's going to yeah. be a guy that the Blazers fans are really going to enjoy having on the team, but yeah, the bottom, the other thing that you mentioned is health, man. This is just like the trailblazers like struggle. Like there's gotta be like some type of, you know, injury history for, for you to be a, a, a trailblazer. So it's required. Yeah. Like especially if you're a big man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Big man, you need some type of injury uh, or else we don't want you. <laughs> uh, so, so hopefully you can stay healthy and, and he plays in a lot of games because yeah, 67 games, the most he's played in a season in his yeah. career, 35 last year, suffered that broken thumb that ended his season. So Got to stay healthy. You need him on the court in order for all these good things to, to really happen or else you've just got another dude who's on the bench. But overall, nice deal. But that's, that's, not, that's not the one that, uh, you know, it's going to set, set it off for, for the Trailblazers. But good deal. Good deal. Yeah, definitely a good deal. And he is going to be a fan favorite. I agree with you. I think he's definitely going to be a permanent fixture in the Blazers' closing lineup, whether the Blazers are going big with – Roko at the three and Nance at the four and Nurkic at the five, or they go small and you've got, you know, Roko at the four and Nance at the five. Um, he's going to play a lot of minutes and he's going to be a really important player for this team. I mean, he's kind of like a sixth starter, not really like, I don't look at him as a, as a bench player. He's going to play a lot of minutes if he stays healthy and he's, he's good. I mean, he does make the Blazers better because this move, like I said, it, it does raise their floor. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that this takes the Blazers from like, yeah, this team, you know, maybe wins 43, 44 games too. Maybe it raises their ceiling by a couple wins, but I just don't think it, I mean, by their, their floor by a couple wins, but I just don't think it raises their ceiling in the playoffs. I still think with this roster, the way, you know, as it is right now, you get into, you know, a seven game series with a team like the Lakers or, you know, the Clippers, you know, if they are healthy at the end of the season, or even, you know, you look at the Eastern Conference teams, if the Blazers were ever to get to the finals and play the Bucks or, or, or someone like that, they, I, I just don't see them having the pieces to compete in a mm-hmm. seven-game series against that caliber of team. So it doesn't raise their ceiling enough to where they are in that position that Damian Lillard wants them to be in. And that's why I think that they should take the risk. They should make the move or at least 
do everything they can to make that move for Ben Simmons because I think that the moves they've made plus the Ben Simmons trade would, I think it would vault them into championship contention where they could compete for a championship, but we'll see what happens. Love it. Love it. All right. So topic number three, Jared, LaMarcus Aldridge returning to the NBA after he retired last season due to health concerns. The consensus is that he'll re-sign with the Brooklyn Nets, but should the Blazers make an effort to pursue Aldridge? He's 36 years old. He retired in April. It was due to a heart condition, one that he's played with for his entire NBA career, including when he was with the Portland Trail Blazers. But in five games with the Nets, you know, he averaged about 13 points, five rebounds, 28 minutes-ish per game. And, you know, Sham Sharania, the first report that he's cleared to play. He passed all the necessary tests. Yeah. So, Jared, are, are you are you going after him? No, <laughs> I think it's I think it's finally time to let that one go. Um, Aldridge has had enough chances to return to Portland. He always says the right thing about how he's learned so much since his time in Portland, how much he'd love to finish his career where it started, finish his career alongside Dame. But he's never backed those words up with action. And so at this point, for me, I don't even know if it's the right fit anymore. I think Aldridge would be a good fit as a backup center, but only if he was willing to accept a smaller reserve role. And I don't think he's willing to do that. Last season when he was bought out and signed with the Nets, he didn't take on a small role. He didn't even come off the bench. Even on one of the top contending teams, he started all five games he played for the Nets. Like you said, he averaged about 26 minutes per game. So, I mean, if the Blazers have injuries at the center position, he could probably have that kind of role with the team, but that's not a guarantee. Might be, you know, a likelihood, but it's not a guarantee. Mm -hmm. So is Aldridge going to be happy backing up Nurkic? Is he going to be happy potentially splitting backup minutes at center with Cody Zeller? Not likely. So I think it's time to wish him all the best and everything in his life and just remember the good times from his career, his nine seasons in Portland. I just don't think a reunion is in the works. I don't think it's going to happen. So I think it's time to, to let that one go and, and just wish Aldridge the best uh, for however long his career goes from this point forward. Yeah, and I think that's okay. Yeah. Like, that's all right on, on, on both parties, you know? Like, he had a, a great career here in Portland, one of the, you know, all-time greats when you're putting together your, you know, top 10 players or so. Uh, he, made, he made a lot of things happen here, a lot of great memories that uh, Trailblazers fans will, will always remember. But, yeah, and even on, on his end, like, if you're coming back, like, you're chasing a ring, For right? Sure. And, unless, like, you are just set on chasing some other, like, scoring milestone or I don't, I don't even know. Like, it just makes sense to want to go back to Brooklyn, take whatever, you know, minimum or whatever they're going to give you and um, play when you're asked to play, show up in, in moments because they're going to be in the mix to win a championship if they're healthy. So, like, this makes total sense. Like, just do it, man. Go. Go, go back there. And yeah, like it was, it was great here in Portland, but yeah, like on the Blazers side, doesn't really, doesn't make a lot of sense even from a fit standpoint. And like, maybe if you needed veteran leadership or something like that, then you'd, you'd be stoked to make a, a run at him. but nah, like it's, it's fine how it is, you know, it, it that it, it's come to an end, you know, it's, it, it we're, we're at a good place in this, <laughs> you know, relationship. The, both parties have, have come a long way. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so let it be, man, you know, um, wish him all the luck. Hopefully he, he gets back there and 
um, is able to play meaningful minutes with that team because ultimately, like he, I remember us us talking about this as as one of our topics when it first went down, and it being like one of the scariest moments of his life. Yeah. Like to to go from that, like that fear of like I might not make it or I'm uh, something bad's happening to me. To to transition to basketball conversation is a win within itself and now to be cleared to play basketball again like to run it up at 36 years old like that's dope like to be able to do this again so you're happy that he's able to continue to play basketball chase that that championship and 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 ultimately have those options to do so at the highest level in the world super dope yeah and i just hope more than anything else for for you know health for him going forward that he doesn't have any other setbacks that he can finish his career on his terms um and just that he can have a long healthy life ahead of him uh, to me that's most important and yeah like you said i mean it's been a good run with him you know we have a lot of good memories with the marcus aldridge so wish him the best and it's and move on jared we've we've, we've made it we had a lot yep. we had to, a, a lot to tackle <laughs> uh on this podcast in the off season but it seems like uh there's there's always something and you know Let's see if, if the trailblazers can get off to a strong start here. But so, so long ways to go. We've got training camp. We've got, you know, the, the start of the season quickly approaching. So um, I think there's a, a lot of excitement this season um, in, in Portland length. There always is, man. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, fans will be able to be back in the Moda Center and I think that they'll, that'll be really exciting. Last season was so weird with most of the mm-hmm. season played in front of a, an empty arena. And so, I, you know, even with all of the consternation and all, you know, everything that went down this off season and it was a really rough off season, you know, I think Blazers fans are still excited for a new season there. You know, there's some real relief there that Damian Lillard is still here, that he's going to be back and hopefully the Blazers can, can give him enough to, to believe in that he wants to stick around because that's the best case scenario is Lillard, yeah. you know, finishing his career in Portland, which is what he's always wanted to do. And hopefully the Blazers can, put, you know, a championship contender around him at some point, and And he believes that that's a, that's a reality. And we'll see what happens. Good stuff, Jared, as always, thank you to everyone for listening to the pod, for subscribing, for giving us those positive reviews. It goes a long way in helping this podcast continue to grow. Thank you so much for rocking with your boys. We appreciate you and we will see you on the next podcast. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.